0: Martin is responsible for the careers of so many that were able to go on and be headliners and make real money at the Def Jam, right? Mm. Um, this is not a talent answer in my opinion. I'm mm. putting Martin I'm putting Martin above Chris because Martin shifted the culture in comedy. Martin doing? if Martin hugs you after Def Jam, if Martin put his arm around you after Def Jam, if Martin called you back out after Def Jam, opportunities came to that person because of that. If Martin said that was funny, y'all stop playing and give it up. One of the bads like if he said that and Martin right, verbalized right. that. Martin Lawrence and Def Jam did that. And that wave, Def Jam was too big for yeah. comedy. Martin was too big to comedy. And right. I don't feel like he gets talked about enough. I don't right. feel like people understand how great Martin Lawrence Mm. Is and was. Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Uh-huh. It's an lemonade. 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 Besides, when you make lemonade, whatever today has given you. Lemonade. Five lemon uh-huh. headaches, still call it Thanksgiving. Yeah. True.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Griggs, here with the super producer, Ez McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And thank you guys for checking out the Super Duper Pod. We do not take your listeners lightly. Shout out to those people in France. We the you know, we have the international roll call in the wild, but I'm sure all those who listen to us outside the U.S., we appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for checking us out worldwide. Worldwide, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Super Duper S U P A D U P A P O D, and also online at hp53productions.com for our merch. her 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 her, her Uh the weather, you know, just that time of year where you don't know what to wear outside, man. It'd be yep. cold in the morning and then it's like 77 in the afternoon. Like, I ain't complaining. It's just it's just what it is, bro. You just got to carry everything with you. With that being said. On the site, you can get you a hood, a hoodie, get your T-shirt, and get your skull cap. You'll be ready uh, until once to get here. So with featuring your favorite podcast and also a Southside DNA. So no matter where you are, you're on the Southside. Uh, and also on the HP53productions.com site, you'll find additional content such as the Father Good podcast with Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Gibbons. And our own Ez McMahon with the Easy Smoke and GM podcast. What did you guys talking about this week? Uh, we recapped the bad football game that took
2: place in New York last week between the Jeez. Bears and Giants. It was pretty bad, though. It was,
1: it was a bad game. But I, think gonna I think I'm going to stop watching. I think I'm going to stop watching. I mean, like, not like because I'm not a fan. It's like, I don't. why am I getting this upset about a three-hour activity? You know what I'm saying? I no, you know, know what the, the thing is? You
2: can't get upset right now
1: because you know that yeah. they're
2: – if you're a Bears fan, they're in a rebuilding yeah. year. So you're just watching yeah. it just to watch, you know? I um you know keeping my blood pressure down, you know, <laughs> not getting uh too uh wrapped up in what's going on, but just watching, and seeing you know the development of the team. That's it. That's it. So yeah. yes, they're going to lose a lot of games this year. Okay, that's uh, all right. Hopefully, next year will be better.
1: And they've been losing a lot of games, a lot of years, man. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I <laughs> I, I I trust I trust your judgment because you watch. The Bulls more than I do, but also in the Chicago sports scene, Zion came in town last night. How did it look to you, man? Honestly, I didn't watch the game. Nah, it's
2: preseason basketball. Nah, you don't watch this stuff well. As I could, well, I had, I was at work, and I I work in sports media. <laughs> you didn't watch it. I I had to watch the White Sox game last night, man. That oh, was that's right. the, the yeah. We had to, we had to put Shots the White to the- Sox to bed to uh, today. Uh, so, the funeral yeah, it- happened, and yeah, it's, right, it's over.
1: Right. And just so you guys know, you know we are White Sox fans, but I'm actually ex- ecstatic about that because a lot of times Ed and I gotta record in the wee hours because uh, we have we have to wait till the White Sox lose. I mean, finish their game, and then <laughs> then we ha- then he got to get home. We got no brother. Got to see his wife. He got to eat. You know what I'm saying? And we, we we give you this show. Trust me. A lot, a lot of times we get an episode. We be half. I'm well. Not he. He's good at it. I'm half sleep, but you don't know that. But shout out to the white Sox. now we can record at a decent time that's right and the season's over that's until hockey starts man so um but yeah make sure you check out the easy smoking gm podcast father good podcast and stp wherever you get your podcast make sure you like review share subscribe all that fun stuff and we will repeat this at the end just to make sure you are engaging with the show so as, as uh me and you today, but before we get to our main topic, man, we know we didn't talk that about Coolio dying last week, man. Did you know about this? I, you know, it? I I did. I think it happened after after we recorded. Oh, okay. Because I because yeah. here's the thing, my son Aiden goes, "Hey, Dad, what's a gangster?" But he said it in a way, but it was like, "Wait a minute, did you hear about Coolio?" Dying? So I said. He said, "What's a gangster's paradise?" I said, "Okay." And I was like, "That's what gangsters know to be gangsters. and they could just be free gangsters." <laughs> so I was like, "I really hate. I'm giving this son this whole my son this horrible definition of gangster's paradise."
2: <laughs> Not a good Honestly, place. I
1: I don't man, you're good. I don't know how I would answer that. Hey man, because I was like, hey, a, ga- a gangster is somebody they 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 mean they tough they want to scare people they rob take from people. It's like really, they have a paradise. Apparently they get to rob a lot of people in this paradise. Who knows? I don't know. It's a, every day is a a robbing spree. Every day somebody we get to shoot at somebody. I guess that's 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 paradise, man. Oh, and as I speak of my kids, you know, uh it, it, as you you supported them, you know, that's the thing about having kids in in the schools they go to. It's always a fundraiser. And because I have triplets, you know, I know it's going to be a heck of a fundraiser. So I appreciate everybody that supported the kids, uh, especially you, as McMahon, with the popcorn stuff. And it's just wild because you know, I we always get emails and texts about, "Hey, man, can you just have my kids?" It's like the parents do the fundraiser; the kids don't know what's going no, on. They, no, no, they just get a prize and like, "What's this for?" <laughs> no, give me, give me my shirt. This is my I idea. won
2: because I'm amazing.
1: Yeah, listen, my mother told me, um, she was, we talking about tonight, when I was younger, there was a raffle at, at my school, and she bought all the tickets, like as many <laughs> as she could, and of course, we won, but my sister needed the money for, like, school, you know, my, my mother, you know, her, her faith is strong, so it was like, we're going to get this money, this, this is how this going to work, you know what I'm saying, and... But she, she laughed because, you know, we won the money. I was like, so mama, where's my money? She was like, your money. <laughs> <laughs> your, your money? Nah, nah dog. I'll oh, give it to your sister. Man. But, you know, I I, I understand. They, they think it's theirs, man. You know, you, you know, can't be mad at them, dog. Not at all. Can't, can't be mad at all. <laughs> but today, as one of, uh, you know, you and I talked about it before the show, we did our arm bracket and kind of inspired. you are going to do some more, more, some more arm brackets as we go along, but I also want to do some deep dives because, you know, with our podcast, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And, you know, there are things that we like, that we enjoy, that are classics to us, and people that maybe don't get their flowers as they should. And, you know, I want to really use some episodes in the future just to, like, focus on things that influence me, I'm sure influence you guys as you listen. Hope you go back. If it's a it's of a, a person watching movies or a television show or listen to their music uh, just because there's some people that have really brought us some 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 laughter some joy and you know we don't really talk about them as much as they should. In today's person, I'll deep dive the one and only Martin Lawrence. The clip we paid at the beginning of the show with Kevin Hart talking about how great Martin is and that's not the only clip I've seen I've seen Chris Rock do it, Kay Chappelle do it. People recognize just how great Martin is, and I mean, you know, we think about him so much. Like people quote Martin probably more than they think they do. You know what I'm saying? And when we think about the '90s, right? You know, the '90s making a comeback. We see the high top face, the color. But you know, as I think, uh, my niece was on a couple. members was early on. She was uh, she, my, she's my niece Maria was talking about just how she loves the 90s because it was like everything was authentic, authentically Black and people were like, you know, really big on the culture. And, you know, that was what Martin was, the television show. But just Martin, the person, right, just who he represented at that particular time um, was great and something that was very influential. And I don't think I, I think we forget just how big he really was or, or is to a degree. Like, we know, like, Will Smith is big, right? We we all know that. But I mean, when Bad Boys One came out, I mean He was Todd Bill. Yeah, Todd Bill was Martin Lawrence. That just was the truth. And it was like it was, it felt like we're gonna get into it. It was like Martin had a movie every year, almost like you know, you see Kevin Harvard, a movie all the time on Netflix. It's like he wasn't the first Martin was popping out movies left and right. And he was the heir to Eddie Murphy, he was the heir to Richard Pryor. And it was just really cool, and I'm glad I kind of got to do this deep dive and go into Martin. So I just want to talk to a few things. As feel free to chime in as you see fit, man. So a couple of things about Martin, um, you know, when I think about Martin, like I think you know, that's literally the Martin TV show, right? It's from eighth grade to high school. Like he literally carried me through some very formative years watching that show, right? And uh, he was more than the show. Um, Martin, I got this from the wiki, name was Martin Fitzgerald Lawrence. So, you know, his parents ain't there like the Martin Luther King and Jonathan Fitzgerald Kennedy. Uh, as we talked about, the heir to Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy kind of from that same line of just, I don't want to call it raunchy, but you know what I'm saying, but it was, but it was definitely like adult comedy. Would you call it raunchy comedy? I think he just, he just cussed a whole lot. Nah, no, not raunchy. Yeah, it, it wasn't just it like telling totally, totally adult dirty adult jokes. Adults good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good, because it wasn't good. like, Dirty jokes. Charm. But he was yeah. cussing, though, like yeah. full-on cussing. Well, that was um, some dirty jokes, but not. Yeah, I would ab- call it raunchy. Yeah, absolute dirty jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's from the D.C. area. Just real briefly, in his early days, Lawrence did comedy shows in D.C. and supported himself through uh, jobs. Uh, another comedian, Rich Snyder, saw his act and suggested Martin Lawrence make connections in New York. Martin ended up moving to New York City and found his way to the comedy club, The Improv. Shortly after appearing at the improv, Lawrence won a performance spot on Star Search. He did well on the show, made it to the final round, but did not win. However, executives at Columbia Pictures Television saw Mark's performance and offered him the role of Maurice Warfield and What's Happening Now. This was his first acting job. Upon cancellation of that show, Lawrence found big parts in various films and television series. His breakthrough role was at see and do the right thing. Other roles followed in films such as the House Party series, Talking Dirty After Dark, Eddie, Eddie Murphy Vehicle Boomerang. So now I do remember Martin on What's Happening Now. Yeah. But obviously, my vivid memory, you guys should notice if you heard us enough, the movie we talk about time and, time and time and time and time and time and time again is House Party. Cause it was like, and, 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 and Martin was kind like of like Buster Rhymes Lucas. Remember, remember there was a you know, remember the period where like, if Buster, Ludo, or Drake was on your song, they murdered your song. We we, we came here hit the song to hit him. And it was like, Martin, maybe it wasn't his movie, but you know, his part was going to be hilarious, man. It's like, some of my favorite scenes of House Party is Blah, like, chill, go way over there, way over there. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? And I, I mean, seriously, I mean, he's just hilarious in, in, in all kind of roles, and it was cool, like, when he got to transition to being the leader, man, he would have been the you know supporting actor for so long, and even the boomerang. Well, boomerang's a bit different. That movie just from top to bottom, it's just a fantastic movie, right? And just every, there are no weak holes in that movie at all. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was pretty powerful. But then after this, right, Martin, of course, he, as we talk about, he's become more popular. People begin to notice him making his scenes, and you know he was in movies left and right. So, so for the next few minutes, I'm just going to go through a lot of his movies, right, that we probably have forgotten about or don't remember how long it spanned. So, as he spanned from 94 to 2020, dude, of Martin movies. Okay. Overall, a box office of almost 2.3 billion dollars he's generated for movies. And it was crazy. 2.3 to- billion? 2.3 billion. Wow. wow. I added it up myself, and it was crazy. Um So, like, now, there's a podcast I listen to called Playing English on the Ringer. Again, love this podcast. Guy explains all that kind of stuff. And they had a feature on there about the movie business as how is how streaming and movie businesses are growing together. And... The kind of the point he came up with was that the big movies aren't going away, right? Like you know your Marvel movies, this you know Wakanda Forever, Avatar, right? Those big joints because the movie is still an event, right? You will still go to you know Batman that kind of thing. You're still going to go to the movie to see that. But like you know those little rom coms that we used, to, you know people would check out, on a, you know on a date or just you know some little low budget movie that is hilarious to you, but only 12 of y'all watched it, but it was in the movie theater. That is now on streaming. Martin has a lot of big blockbuster stuff that we'll see, but like he really was the king of those like, and they, they, they refer to the podcast as the middle class movies, right? They'll, those section of movies are now on streaming, you know? So, you know, you think about some of your favorite, like, like a movie like Half Plenty or a movie like Brown Sugar even, right? That would be, that wouldn't be a blockbuster movie. If that came out today, Brown Sugar would go straight to Netflix. Now, it would be successful on Netflix, but they wouldn't put it in theaters, right? And Martin was the king of some of those movies, but he also was king of the blockbusters too, as we'll see. So, uh, first movie that had Martin, You So Crazy, 94, stand-up comedy special, $10 million uh, box revenue. And I remember this vividly, just like, I think I I'm sure I saw it. I didn't see it when it right came out because you know I ain't had access to that stuff there like that. But you so crazy. I remember just watching it and thinking like this is literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's until the Chappelle show came out, and I was just I was laughing, screaming nonstop. But you so crazy is one of the funniest stand-up specials uh I've ever seen. What you think about that, is um I, I enjoyed. I remember seeing the first time
2: I saw it was on I guess it was on HBO. Mm. Uh, after it got
1: out of theater because no way I, my mom was gonna let me go see absolutely I, I'm with you. I'm sh- I'm sure I caught, that, like that, it. That Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm sure I caught it anywhere but on the actual <laughs> in the You yeah. did and that's 94 so we wouldn't take you know they don't think I think there's a little, little bit more stricter about uh 90
2: 94 Man, maybe i though I know I didn't see the theater maybe my mother wouldn't have stopped me from seeing it I don't know why I didn't see the theater but that neither here nor there. it yeah. was hilarious.
1: Yeah, it was uh, hilarious. Absolutely. And so now the next movie is then after ninety after he does that the next one is Bad Boys and we talked about that how you know now you look back on it you think Will Smith was the headline but then it was like Martin was the the guy budget of nineteen million dollars and made one hundred forty one point four million dollars. So it's like officially like that movie made money left and right, you know, surprisingly made a second one. Right. Um, but I remember bad boys. It was like, see, it's, it's weird, man. It's probably the old man to me talking. People aren't cool anymore is right. People are just, you know, I don't know what they are now, but it's like that movie. It was, these dudes were cool and Martin was hilarious. And, you know, he's, it's like, it's a great, it's that's one of, that's I think all three of those bad boys to me are pretty good movies okay now that's 94 95 96 thin line between love and hate so my top three movies house party when he talks in a thin line between love and hate love this movie man and it's like again this would go straight to netflix nowadays but it was still like that this you don't movie think no nah, that would go to the theater i don't know man i mean it wouldn't be i'm see, I'm not saying that as a diss i think i think like a lot of movies that go straight to netflix is just like well look because listen the budget for this one was eight million dollars i mean 38 34.8 million dollars you know, so I think you know it was a great movie. It was, it was a it, yeah, was, yeah. It, it was a great movie, good movie, fun movie. Now nothing to lose, uh 44.5 million dollars. Now life, so that was ninety-seven. Life came out in ninety-nine. And okay, I lost my place. That's a movie people talk about a lot enough, I don't think, man. Um, but is life is is it's up there as one of my one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, Do you think the expectation was too high? Because look at this time, Martin's big, Eddie's big, Eddie's big. and it was all and it's like they because 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 the budget was eighty million and it, and it barely broke even 73.3 million. and you figure that eighty million was just all these characters they probably people they had to pay, and it's like I remember vividly like you know seeing life, thinking it's funny. But I guess in my head, not as funny as it was supposed to be. Does that make sense? Because everybody was it, even though it's still a good movie. Like I think I think I'll take a step back from it. It actually is a great movie, to be honest. It's just it just maybe I don't I take it for granted. Does that make sense? I
2: think maybe yeah. Maybe we weren't uh, we weren't ready for it. Yeah, like now it would now be like you look it's like wow, it's a good movie. You know, uh, sort of like uh and this goes back to another Eddie Murphy movie. Um, um, Harlem Nights Okay, Harlem Knights. Okay. Harlem Knights didn't do well in the theaters.
1: It's called classic, yeah. but it's a it's a classic. And, and life. Uh, they got a lot. Of, that that soundtrack was banging. Like seriously, that soundtrack yeah, yeah, hidden. Yeah. It was hidden. Next movie, Blue Streak again. Another favorite of mine. Ninety. That's nineteen ninety nine. So this is he came out with life. And Blue Streak in the same year. Now I, I was like, man, Martin was just working like crazy. But you know, it's a favorite, especially like again when he f- sees that the diamond he hid is in the police station. Now it's like his reaction cracks me up every time. <laughs> Dude, budget thirty six million, box office one hundred seventeen million dollars. Man, it's like it's crazy. Now two thousand, Big Mama's house come out. Now that's not one of my favorite Martin movies. But yo, no, I didn't I didn't I didn't like the house, Dude, and you know, in Martin and Eddie Murphy, I, I gotta give it to him. Like, you know, there's a lot of bad Eddie Murphy movies out there. That's as I went like, through it's a lot of Martin movies. I'm like, eh, eh, that's okay. But they take chances, but when those guys hit, like you know, think of how many bad Eddie Murphy movies there are, but them hits are hits like when you know the when he did the uh what's the movie with the clumps? Uh, not even professor. Not even professor, yeah. Hey, man, he, he's, I, it's, I'm, I wonder how much that, that uh, generated revenue. Big Mama's House, $30 million budget. Well, it has, they made, what, three of them, right? Big Mama's House won $174 million uh, for revenue, man. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, I don't even know what this movie is. But That's that was the movie in, with uh, Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito yeah. yeah, and and then Black Knight. He plays that, a he
2: plays a con man.
1: So I feel like you know, in two thousand, he made all the bread for Big Mama's house, and then probably did these movies as a favor. you know, because both of these came out. Of no,
2: uh, no, no, no. Uh, Hit me out.
1: What's the worst that could happen in Black Knight? Because no, I'm the, just gonna say, what's the worst that can happen was actually a. Uh,
2: uh, um, they put a lot a of, lot of juice into that movie. Mm, uh it's talking about the, the marketing and everything i don't know how well it did but yeah it's, uh, so the
1: budget was 60 million box office was 38 million okay and then black it's Knight. A, it's a decent movie, movie though yeah. yeah it's a decent yeah yeah now black knight i saw this this ain't that decent 50 million he like went to the past or something like that right 50 right. million and it was box office 39 million but then run till that came out and at, in 2002 Stand-up comedy special budget 3 million, box office 19 million. And it's like again, he's the king and getting those like low budget things and then making them blow up. Uh National Security made that's in 2003. 58 million. Then now again, I've named a bunch of movies, right? He's pretty much been in the movie every year. Bad Boys Two comes out, that's 2003. Budget 130 million dollars. And I remember vividly, like Bad Boys One was like, you could tell the budget wasn't a lot they was using the same in the same streets they ran everywhere <laughs> running everywhere uh you know what I'm what saying she was she wasn't kidnapped too far it was, it was kind of in the same vicinity uh they was in the police station a lot but that bad boys too man i remember vividly yeah. outside it of my tore up a
2: lot of things in that oh movie.
1: dude it was like we're going to cuba It's was like well, it's a whole other movie I bet you most of that money's paying to keep people uh, to let them let them in and shoot this thing. They, they went through the what do you call those the favelas? Yeah, dog, That's drove a man. hummer through them. And but listen, budget was 130, box office 273 million dollars. Yeah. And and I remember I, the NAPS when movie, you know, it still was like a, the movie was a big event. The movie was packed with people, everybody yeah. was in there. It was like, you know, you had to get to the movie early. It's crazy. Uh, rebound that's a, that's a basketball movie that's 2005. He was eating off that bad boy's two money. He's like, Yeah, whatever, y'all, y'all paying <laughs> checks, whatever. After this, Big Mama's House 2 comes out. 06. Budget is, 40 I don't think million. I saw that. I, I think I saw Big Mama's house. At the first one it was Neil Long in it. Shout out Neil Long. What's up, Neil Long? Hope you doing okay. Uh, Big Mama's House 2 was 06. Budget was 40 million, box office 141 million, man. Now. He got into an animated film in '06. Uh, open season budget was 85 million. Box office 208 million dollars. Now another Don't movie that neither. now in 2007, it's a movie called Wild Hogs. It's it's with a bunch of different characters in there. They were around those bikes. Uh, uh, I enjoyed that movie. That's the one with um with
2: uh, uh damn, what's his name? Uh Travolta, John Travolta, and um the guy that uh, Tim Allen mm-hmm. and uh, um it was like William an H old Mason. guys movie, right? It was
1: yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, yeah, They they right. they ride Harleys, yeah,
2: yeah. They take they take a they take a guys trip on Harleys, and uh they end up meeting was on a different world, and then won an Oscar for uh um she won an Oscar for uh, I'm skipping on everything tonight.
1: She wanna.
2: Uh, she played on different world and won an Oscar. Yeah, Marissa Tomei.
1: Oh, gosh, gotcha. yes. she is. Yeah, oh, she is fine. Yeah, she's yeah. fine.
2: Yeah, she won an Oscar for uh the movie with Joe Pesci. Um,
1: my cousin, Vinny. my
2: cousin Vinny, Yes, yes, man, I'm tripping tonight. Oh, Yo, you
1: all right, bro? I,
2: man, I was mad. I was forgetting everything. I mean,
1: you yeah. are, you back to back, man. I man, am. Maybe, man. maybe that's what it is, dude. But Wild House was actually a good movie. Say it again. Wild Hogs was a good movie. No, I I remember it, I remember it being like a good a good show. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not I'm not a show a good a movie. Like I'm not saying that it was a poor, but you know it did. It made two hundred and it made two hundred and fifty three million dollars. A lot of that's probably obviously because you got all those other big names in it. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Now I didn't realize I've watched all these most of these movies, man. Uh, 43 million dollar revenue college rolls trip with raven Simone. dude that made 51 million dollars budget of 25 million now death at a funeral this is in 2010 chris rock was starred in this movie he was a ported actor this actually a fun, have you seen this movie no, it's a remake of I have uh,
2: an another issue. movie uh, Right. it's a it's a remake of death at a funeral yeah but the it, british version
1: yeah, it was hilarious.
2: It was really a funny. But it was the same, but it's the, it's the same, same exact movie, though, as the yeah. British version. <laughs> that came out like a year before. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Big Mama's House 3, $32 million budget, $82, $82 million box office. It's like people was loving his, his, him I in didn't. his dress. Yeah, I, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Then, you know, so probably the last movie he made, according to Wiki, and I don't think this is actually true, um, $90 million. Uh, Bad Boys for Life budget four hundred and twenty six million dollars in box office, dude. And and the the thing for them is that movie came out MLK weekend twenty twenty, right before everything shut down. Man, like had that been pushed back a couple months later, who knows, right? But that this is probably the last big grossed movie before the pandemic hit. And I remember vividly going to the show, watching it. And then a month later, what's this coronavirus thing? And then a month after that, everybody we know what happened, man. So, you know, a lot of these movies we talked about, I'm sure everybody has seen or or you know heard of at some point. You probably got your favorite movie, what have you. But the thing about Martin that we really know him from, right? He, the iconic stuff that we have about Martin are two things. Deaf comedy jam, mm-hmm. right? which ran from 92 to 97. Now, Martin, now you think about it, Martin was really only on there. He wasn't on there that long. He was only for 92, 93. You think he was on there forever, right? Just the way the clips are and how, uh, you know what I'm saying, how much we, how synonymous he is with the show. You know what I'm saying? But it's like he was only on there for two years. But like, if you ever ever watch those clips of Martin, on um YouTube, on him Def Comedy Jam. I remember we've watched Def Comedy Jam. It's like once he got done. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. No, I
2: still watch. I still watch people, with Joe Torre. I
1: mean, you said I still man. watch with Joe I, Torre. I, st- I was out. I was out. Not and nothing against Joe Torre, but it was like Martin is, Martin completely smashed this. It's like this is his dog on show. I mean, shout out to Joe Torre for being brave enough to be like, I'll give it a whirl. Cause uh, <laughs> better than me, bro. I'd be like, nah, man. I uh, uh, thank, thank, thanks for no thanks, fam. <laughs> thanks
2: for no thanks you're but no you're right him? Martin Martin made it his own and uh
1: he, he was a a perfect MC uh for what they were doing I mean and, and, and again just what the show was representing right it's like these these young comics who probably didn't have a chance to uh you know what I'm saying T- to have a place to be themselves and here they are you know doing everything they want to do be everything that they want to be. And he's the leader of it. And, you know, and it, and it's like, this is who said this. I forgot who said it. It was like, you know, the, if Martin said, come back out, or, you know, that guy was really funny, you know, that could make or break somebody's career. Yeah. Uh, just because he said it, because he was signed up to the show. And I mean, you know, as black people, we, we you know say we we roast each other lovingly, right? Shout out to Shizy the boss. I don't think we say anything nice to each other ever when we talk. If we say something nice to each other, it's either something very sad has happened or we don't mean it. But it's like that's how you show that's it's like that's how you love, man. You know, and it's like the best part of the show, he's talking about people in the crowd. Anybody, flavor flame, you know what I'm saying? Just just if you was in the crowd, you was getting roasted. And it's like nobody can stop him. He was on the road, man. But also the other thing that we know Martin from, of course, is the is the infamous Martin TV show that premiered in August of 1992, uh, based around five main characters: Martin, his girlfriend Gina, her best friend Pam, and the two best friends Tommy, (laughs) got no job, and uh Cole. And it was really like just an amazing show, man. You know what I'm saying? And I remember just you know, you look at some shows when you're younger, and you think, "I want to be like that." And you realize, like, especially you know, he had his girlfriend that he loved. You know what I'm saying? And he was, and he ended up marrying her. He's trying to love her, and you know, they break up, and they having you know the the the, the hijinks they're getting into, man. And it's like you know, when, when Martin was on syndication, it would if you caught it, you just had to sit there and watch it to the end, right? It's just like this is a really funny show. And you know, you look back on it, that it made Fox what it is today, right? Fox was leaning on shows like obviously The Simpsons, Martin, Living Single, to become these popular things. And like Martin, really, you know, they with all the characters, um, you know, what I'm saying with all of the just the funny topics that they touched, they touched the way they, the way it went out. Now, of course, the fifth season was marred with uh, you know the allegations from uh, Tisha Campbell. And just, you know, they had that season where they were married, but not in the same scenes. And it, yeah, it, it could, just they couldn't be in the same, same place at the same and, time. And, and when they had that cartoon avatar in the in the theme song, I was like, Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I don't think I watched. I don't think watch. I watched, I couldn't tell you, I could tell you one through four, I probably watch everything. Season five, it was like, Yeah, I'm out, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, man. What's your thoughts on Martin, Martin the Martin show?
2: Oh, is one of one of the great sitcoms of all time uh and it, like you said it made a network uh mm. you know that fox was was nothing before before martin or, or i say help make a network before martin uh you, you brought up living single and living color um you know the thursday nights on on uh on fox were huge yeah and it was you know mostly you know black shows um and then once they uh, they grew an audience. They went away from the black shows. New York Undercover, another mm, another yeah. show.
1: I mean, um, it was so south. It was South Central, something. Was south like Central, that. yeah, South Central, yeah. I project. like that rock.
2: Right. Rock was another another show. Oh man. Uh, that was critically rock. acclaimed. Yeah, that was that was on Fox.
1: Not, so this is another this another podcast too I can't think of nail right now, but shout out to them. They were like, man, if Rock happened <laughs> today, you know kicked out the drug dealers? He's like, yeah. You know, <laughs> it was like they, they'll be today saying this for this for my homies. <laughs> rock Rocky got shot up. I was cracking up. <laughs> it's like dang man. That's fine. But no, but you but you are right, man. It's like it's really you know, and that's that's the thing too, right? it's like they used Martin and Living Single and these shows to grow the network, and now you look at Fox, you wouldn't think of it as you no. know starting from there at all. No,
2: at all, man. The yeah. same thing happened with uh with the WB mm. and uh and the CW. Yeah, they you yeah. know they they brought in all they started with all these black shows, and then they grew an audience, and they kick them all to the curve and now you don't, know, you know are there any and i know we're in a different time now appointment television isn't what it used to be mm-hmm. but are there are there any black shows out there at this at this point
1: right now not many well, see, well yeah and, and i mean you know it's different right we talk about you and i talk about appointment viewing and streaming all the time i think that's that's i think at this point you know what would make a black show, right? You look at like Issa Rae's uh, rap, rap, you know, sugar, honey, ice see that's on HBO max. That's a black show and secure before it went off. Right. That was a black show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to the point you were making when Martin was out, it was just like, you know, who's going to watch this. Are we going to lead the network with this kind of show? Right. And that's, and I think that's what made this more like very powerful because, Martin debuted after Cosby signed off because right. of Bill Cosby had issue with uh, with Martin's uh, comedy insert joke here. But it was like, you know, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it's like, wow, who's going to replace this, right? This Bill Cosby era, who's going to, re- you know, make sure that we still have this positive black and nobody probably thought it was going to be Martin, <laughs> Like yeah. not at all. You know what I'm saying, and I mean when I think about it, but when you think about it, it it wasn't a truly ridiculous show, in terms of like it wasn't over the top. I don't I don't say you consider it buffoonery. It was like you know, you know, hyper comedy, right? Physical comedy, but it was just funny. It was really funny and really timely, and and, and not just even the funny, like the way they dressed, the way they talked, you know, the fact that they were in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like New York or L.A. It was like a Midwest town that's full of black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Doing doing regular things, man. And so, you know, I actually want to read this uh, paragraph from Anscape.com talking about Martin 20 years later. What Martin did was remain true to itself in an era when black creativity served as a necessary lifeline for black America. It's music, it's movies, it's television programs, and it's literature. And, and it did so in Detroit, a city critical to the African-American experience, the unfiltered honesty of his jokes, his dilemmas, and his shortcomings are its flawed and labyrinth bookmarks. It's impossible, labyrinthine bookmarks. It's impossible to discuss the show without his awful ending. It's impossible not to discuss Martin, not to discuss Martin's countless memories with laughs. What Martin accomplished was no different than what Living Single or the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air accomplished. He just pushed the line further. Um, you know, truly, like a lot. You know, I mean, all the guest stars. Biggie was on there. Snoop was on there. Like it was hilarious when Kid and Play came on. It was like, oh, y'all the backup dancers now, right? Like, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean <laughs> he the man, right? Valada came up. You know, Joe Jonas he was on there, man. It's just like it really was how we dressed, how we talked, how we were acting, and it just felt like you know, if you could, get, if you could get past. Because, you know, again, my, my parents went off a bunch of cussing on TV. But if it was funny, they'll let it slide. You know what I'm saying? That, that was kind of the whole thing. If it was funny, it had to it, be funny. Yeah. Because yeah. like, if you're it, just cussing, it's be cussing, turn it off. You know, and again, you know, it's on network TV. So it wasn't like, you know, the the extra foul words. Uh, But it was still just like, all right. And even now, my mother can watch episodes. We watched the. Uh, reunion special uh it was on bt i haven't i haven't so, seen it yet yeah i i i, I gotta rewatch it again because i went i went to visit my folks and my, it was on and my mother was looking at it and laughing so i sat there and watched it watched the rest of it with her man so but again you know you see him now see martin now i, I know i know you maybe has some health challenges so but it was like man it, he was just this vibrant vibrant dude um, but yeah, so that you know, we know Martin from the show. We know him from Def Comedy You know, it's kind of what we think of him, but we talked about his movie career, how long it span. Now, of course, you can Google all the trouble that Martin got into, right? Uh, you know, there was different cases, and guns, and, you know, passing out stuff. Uh, and then you can Google it. I'm sure people know like the back of their hand. So we don't want to, you know, we're not trying to just go over it or just brush it by. Like we know what happened. Nobody's perfect I'm sure we do a deep dive with a lot of folks is some stuff that we can find but the point that we're trying to just get across is just like people like martin and stuff that he did we, you know we should definitely take time to just at least talk about them more uh you know put it out there because think can think of all the movies we just named and I'm sure we could think about the experiences that we would have watching them who we were with uh you know what I'm saying even now when I watch the Martin episode, I'm I'm transported back to high school just because I remember just like it's a it's a true, it's one of the truest time capsule time capsules for me because I was lit, I was dressing like that and talking like that, you know what I'm saying, and living and living, living this stuff, man. Um, but I'm really just glad I got to see Martin. I mean, you know, obviously, he's still alive, so, I'm, you know, this is not he's not dead, guys. But just want to make sure I got, I got to see Martin, man, and see everything that he did. Um, but, you know, again, his his legacy, man, the clips of Def Comedy Jam, watch any episode of Martin outside of season five, you will enjoy it. Uh, Run till that is still one of my favorites, just because it was like he had been in all this trouble, all this had happened, but guess what? I'm still one of the best at telling these jokes. You know, what I'm saying like I'm still one of the best at doing this. Let me
2: let me ask this: what what is his legacy? Is he is he known as a stand up? Is he known as an actor?
1: Mm. What what is? So I, I'll say this and, and, and follow me. You know, you, you know, you, I know you don't mind. You don't mind challenging my points. So in business school, they teach they teach us about what's called first movers advantage, right? And that means that if you you know you're the first person to start a certain business type or business model, right? There are advantages to being the first mover. And that is you get out there first, people recognize you, which is processed, right? You're the first person to cultivate it. But the downside of that is like people get to watch your mistakes. You know, you're making the mistakes first, right? You, you know, you you're in this new territory and you're failing where everybody kind of gets to sit back and watch you fail. And then they can then benefit from your mistakes. So when I think of Martin' legacies, I think he's like a first mover, right? Like Eddie Murphy, yeah, he was in movies and stuff and it's a big blockbuster. But I feel like Martin was the first person. It was like, like, I think Kevin Hart benefit, benefited from looking at Martin, right? It's like a lot of movies. You can do stand-up specials, you know, TV, right? And, and you have some level of ownership in it. And I feel like Martin's legacy is he, 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 he you know, he took the lump for a guy like Kevin Hart to now be who he is and be uber successful and I think a lot of people recognize that because again, he was a stand-up comic he did have a TV show several movies that he executive produced you know what I'm saying, movies that he executive produced, I'm sure countless of other projects that he had but it's like you know he had, he was trying he he was trying to figure out how to keep it real and be real but it was like who else was there was there a blueprint like that I don't think it really was, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't think, I mean, and I, and you know, you let me know if, if, if I'm being hyperbolic. I don't, really don't think I am as we talk about it. I don't think there was a blueprint for what Martin was doing at the time. And so, and, and so shout out to him for kind of being as successful as he was because, you know, at that time, they weren't necessarily trying to just give black people TV shows. Like it wasn't these mandates that there are today. Well, he's just like, you, Cosby. Okay, fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair. But but now but when you say Cosby, that's actually a good call. But now but with Cosby though, he was trying to paint us a specific picture, right? right? It's like I'm trying to be this. I feel like Martin is more like, well, this is who I am, and this is what I and this is what I like because it, it wasn't like he was making up stuff. It was just like this is who yeah. I feel like Bill Cosby, and I'm not knocking it because I think what Bill Cosby did was needed at the time, right? Again, everything's built upon each other. Martin was able to do what he did because of what Bill Cosby did, right? It's like, okay, you let us see this positive family and got this different world show. You know, we got these two, they're crazy successful. Okay, we got another upper comic. Let's give him a chance. Uh-huh. And he, but but now he did something different with it. And I feel like Martin is the first mover in, like, well, how can we be we're not trying to give this quote unquote perfect image. We're just showing us who we are showing us as we are. Right. And I think his legacy is he was able to do it, gain some success from it. And people were able then to learn from his mistakes and be like, maybe it's not. So maybe you ain't got to be all the way real. Cause again, some of them missteps is going on Saturday night live. Saying some wild stuff and then being banned for saying they Live, right? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, kind of, kind of saying like, you know, they I'm took sure his,
2: I- took his monologue off for of the West Coast viewing of it.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure Tom and Roseanne know who they bosses are. I don't know who, you know, they ain't never talked to me at this network. It's like, you know, maybe it was when keeping it real goes wrong. Who knows? But I think being the first a first mover in this in that standpoint, he had to take, you know. What else was he going to do, right? Might as well give it a world. And so now I got, you know, and I'm sure this as uh, the clip we talked, listen, at the beginning of the show, a guy like Kevin Hart can come out and do some things. And not just Kevin Hart, like anybody, right? It's like this: the Black culture and experience as is, is popular and profitable, right? They didn't have to sugarcoat it, didn't have to give it the best version so people can like it. It's like no, this is how we talk. This is how we laugh, and guess what? It's a hit. Pe- people, people still people want us as we are. And I think Martin did that in such a way that now we we are where we are with our culture. You know, being the hip hop culture is the prevalent culture. You know, it's, that's just that's just the fact. You know, when when the uh, the KFC commercials <laughs> got hip hop in it. You know it's a prevalent culture today, man. So I think that's my legacy. So what's your thoughts on it, man? I,
2: I don't. I don't want people to forget about uh, Martin's legacy as a stand-up. That's fair. Um, you know, because he a killer. You never. You, you whenever we talk about, you know, who is who is who's who's the best stand-up comedian of all time? For whatever he reason, Martin's name doesn't come up. But that's his fair. man,
1: he's a killer. He dude. has
2: some specials, man. He has some specials. heck I'll go back one of the funniest uh stand up sets I ever saw was he did a uh he did a HBO um comedy hour it was actually a comedy half hour mm. at the Vic Theater mm-hmm. uh here in Chicago and uh it was hilarious hilarious and this is this is going this is this probably would have been right after house party mm-hmm. uh, and this is when his you know his name was he. He was his his popularity Rising. was growing. He was yeah. he was on the rise, and it was hilarious. Um, and like I said he had. I mean, man, you 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 brought up the the um, the movie specials he did. Um, what was the first one? You're so crazy. Uh, you're so crazy. Ron uh Yeah, yeah. He was man making a million theaters. Yeah, only up to that point, only
1: only Eddie had done that. And that, and that's the thing, that's what I feel about Martin that probably affects his legacy. Cause like I think Eddie Murphy has his legacy because it was somewhat continuous. It feels like Martin just stopped. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, feel like it's, yeah. it's like out the blue, it just stopped. And then you know, and then, and then you see him now, and it's like, is he okay? And now, if you if you see him in an interview you wouldn't believe he was just funny. You see what I'm saying? Like it's like he he's so somber, man. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of just like quiet. And I saw he did something with Will. So he was like, you know, people think I'm like crazy and, and Jerome all the time. He was like, I'm a very, I'm a very quiet guy. This is me all the time. It's just I'm not out around here just telling jokes. Right, but right. you got Will Smith on the other side, just you know slapping people but you know so but so i think that might be some of the person we get to see personality more but it just feels at some some point it stopped and it's like you just never got another new project out of him you know what i'm saying nothing that kind of kept going like eddie was still doing stuff right dream girls and you know dolomite and then you know come up with a comedy something here and there and get a legacy award from somewhere else and again you never know if some of mark as people just maybe had he people in the industry held grudges against Martin because again I'm sure he ruffled some feathers uh, about what he was trying to do and how he was when people hold that against him because right. because you're right he does not get it's like he just does not get honored and you never know maybe that SNL ban you know maybe that's the more powerful thing that we think of man because it's like it's truly like you do not hear about Martin because nah, you and know like,
2: what because black people wouldn't be thinking about that
1: very true, but but still, but you never aside. you
2: never hear you know, and I'm and I'm talking mostly black people. You never hear you know. We always bring up you bring up Chappelle, or you, mm-hmm. or, or you bring up Eddie, and you know, it's supposed to. You bring up Richard, you know, but Martin's name it, it never never comes up. You bring up Chris Rock,
1: yeah. Uh, but you know, but 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 you know, I think to your point. Let, let's look at it this way too, like those guys probably have done more comedy than Martin. Like, because we talked about, let me just follow me. We talked about two specials that Martin did in okay. Def Comedy Jam. So that's like, those are so many years apart. Chris Rock is on a gang of comedy specials. Kevin Hart's on a gang comedy specials. Dave yeah. Chappelle. We talk, about, we talk about Eddie. Eddie did too. Yeah, that's true. But see, but I think, I feel like with Eddie's, Eddie's started the thing, right? So it's like, you see what I'm saying? Not started. And I'm, not, it, and
2: I'm saying, if you think Eddie Murphy is the greatest comedian of all time, I. I probably agree with you. I don't, but I'm just saying. I think Martin's name should, should come mentioned. could be in the it should be in the discussion.
1: So he's the Kobe in the, the MJ Lebron uh, discussion. That's a very good, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good at this. This is what I do. That's That's a very good sounds. analogy there. I, I was holding on to that. I I, I thought of that earlier. I was like, ah, I use that on the show. That's yeah. Man. That's, that's, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. He is because he to your point. Those specials, Martin is hilarious. Like again, still to this day, these Def Comedy Jam clips. I went down a rabbit hole one day, and I'm crying, laughing, right? And it's like I know the joke, I know what he' gonna say, and even like you, so crazy. It's just out of the blue, something random will remind me of something of a joke on one of those specials. That it's like I don't know where this came from, but now I'm in tears and I'm t- I'm giggling. <laughs> 20 minutes and i got inside jokes but i can't say it because i'm in a work meet you know what i'm saying so it's like all right i just i keep i, I let it ride man but i I, w- I will give you that man i think that's probably some of his legacy too like he's one of the he's a forgotten comedy legend because like again dave chappelle is hilarious but i don't know how to phrase this is he more hilarious than martin I would just, I I would have to say I, you could you could argue that. it, you could and it's
2: I'm just, and I'm, I'm not if you if you say that I I would not, you know I I I would not say anything against that. I'm just saying his name should be mentioned, yeah. and it's it's not. I have an issue with that.
1: Yeah, but I think I, I feel like Martin made a decision, like like for example, Kevin Hart, and this is this is I think a function of celebrities today right you're kind of supposed to be more than one thing right you're supposed to be in a 360 artist you're not just a rapper or a singer you can also act you can also write a book you can also have a podcast right i feel like maybe he felt like he had to make a decision to it to be like you know he he he'd think he'd always be a comic but you saw the list i read that's a gang of movies i went through yeah and maybe he felt like And it's again, it's just me guessing. I mean, I had to get Martin on the show. Come on the show, Martin. Please. Love that. Uh, uh, He probably cussed us out and, you know, ride his phrases (laughs) for an hour. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. We didn't even talk. He talked about us for 40 minutes and then hung up on us. Uh, But no, man, I feel like maybe he felt like he had to pick, you know, because again, of the time, right? If I want to be taken seriously as an actor or whatever, you know, or or just I want to do these movies. Boom. Okay. And maybe and maybe he was like, oh, I'll do a quick special, knocking it out. And it, it's so easy to him, you know? Because it was so easy. It's like, <laughs> this is rolling out with a killer special. The end. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we both agree. We don't want him to be forgotten. Um, he should not be forgotten. You know, if you, if you are not really hip on Martin see some of the stuff we talked about. Again, you're so crazy. I, I, I knew a woman... She loved watching this. You're so crazy. I mean, she, she would quote it and it would still be cracking up. It was like, you you know you watched this yesterday, but it was like <laughs> that was a jam. Uh Thin Line Between Love and Hate, still one of my favorite movies, man. And again, my favorite movies, House Party, Thin Line, both got Martin in them. Yeah. That's not that's not a coincidence, man. So you know, uh you know, definitely tag Martin, shout out to you, Martin, man. You know, just want to give people their flowers while they live, man. Um, because it meant a lot to us and it meant a lot to the culture. So, shout out to you, Martin, man. I hope, hope if you ever, you can hear this, so anybody in camp hears this, you know, salute to you. Salute to you and all that you've done for the culture, for sure. So, that's our show for today. Thank you guys for listening to the Super Duper Pie. We're going to do some more deep dives, some more arm brackets. Got some ideas that we popping that uh, have you guys arguing. Yeah, shout out to my niece, Young Jay, a.k.a. Jasmine, for her hot, Spicy takes. I'm. I still think about this Omari. I take often. Just like I can't believe she really said that on an actual pie that people will listen to. You know what I'm saying? But she stood by it. And you. You told me, and you agreed to a to a degree about her John. But her John Legend takes. I mean, I I understand it. I understand Let's
2: let's get that right. <laughs>
1: So well, shout out to Jazamine. She definitely gonna be we going to definitely have it back on doing these brackets again. she she was too too great not to have back on. But as did I miss anything, man? No, I think you covered it all, man. Cool. Yeah, no more back to backs for you, bro. You you know <laughs> when you best today. You got a lot of, got a lot I gotta to got rest, I gotta rest the knees. Yeah, yeah, A lot to edit today, man. Sorry, that's all, all right. But again, thank you guys for checking out the super duper pie. Make sure you like, review, please leave a review. I mean, again. Five stars is just necessary. We give you really good show. We talked about Martin. You know what I'm saying? This was fantastic. Four is so close to five. What are you doing? Three is just indecisive, and two and one. I mean, will we really that bad? I say no. Couldn't just be. give us just give us that young five. Give us that young five. You dig? We appreciate it. You know, we're trying to make some things happen here. But make sure you share, tell a friend, listen at a party, listen while you go to the gym. Shout out to my man PT. Listen to the SDP while we are while he's uh, running the jogging or you know thinking about running the jogging. So thanks, my man. So um, again, make sure you check us out next week and every week follow us on instagram super duper pod that's and online at hp53productions.com for our mer her 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 her, her-, her- make sure you take care of yourselves and each other and get some sleep hey mama it's the super duper podcast I pain, champagne real pain, real pain, champagne from you and I. Wait, Not champagne if you was I.
0: Would you- from this campaign is a suicide that you know that bringing hope here is how careers what? die or do the case stand for kamikaze yeah. the silent is saying you can feel them falling sure that lately i've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this what? life thinking i should be further and then i choke up as soon as i got silent then the truth spoke up this said how oh, you know you ain't perfect let that soak up and soak in you know how you know that you're blessed i woke up I woke up. It's all it takes to be great, y'all. All it takes. I woke up in a special.